Well, hey everyone, welcome to this season of the Gather Influence Podcast. You're invited to join us in catalytic conversations designed to connect, equip, and mobilize you to be empowered to influence your world for Jesus Christ. I'm Kathy Ostapchuk. And I'm Rebecca Doner. And in this season seven of our podcast, we are having some incredible conversations with ordinary, extraordinary women who are doing all the things as they live and lead with kingdom purpose all across this great nation. So settle in and get ready for a season full of episodes that are unlike any you've heard before. Every episode brings vulnerability, real women sharing real life experience of how they're carrying with clarity all the things they are called to and how to know what to let go of and when. This is your invitation to you, ordinary, extraordinary women in the middle of your lives to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. I want to give a shout out to our stunning season seven podcast sponsors, Compassion Canada, whose mission is to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. We encourage you to consider the opportunity to interrupt poverty with hope and sponsor a child. And now enjoy this episode of season seven of the Gather Influence podcast, All the Things. Hi, everybody. It's Rebecca from Gather Women, and here we are back for season seven of the Gather Influence podcast, where we are talking about all the things and having conversations with ordinary women who are doing all sorts of extraordinary things. And today it is my privilege to have a conversation with Kim Hutchins. And actually, it's amazing how we're connected, really. One of the words that gather, we focus on three words that gather, connect, equip, and mobilize. And really, it's the connect piece that has brought us together and, and how we know each other. I was serving in leadership on the executive team of Gather, and as part of that, I was part of our Gather Voices cohort in 2021, and so was Kim, and we got to know each other through the cohort, and we met last November um, at Gather Rise, and then this past summer, actually, we were able to connect and have a cup of coffee in person, and that was really great, so we really are sort of a friendship forged through Gather and connected through Gather, so I'm very excited to have us with you, and I'm just going to invite you to introduce yourself. And maybe tell us some of all the things that you are involved in. <laughs> That's going to be tricky, right? Uh, my name is Kim Hutchins and I run a ministry called 412 Canada, uh, which I developed back in 2018. We did a conference in 2019, but I guess to start, like if I want to run down the list really quickly, I wrote it down just so that I remember because there are so many things, but uh, I am a wife of 21 years, mother of four teenagers, um, running the 412 ministry. And that includes podcasts, doing the filming, the editing, speaking. I volunteer in various areas at the church. I lead a small group. Um, and then I just started a business recently creating content for social media. So that's a very quick nutshell of all the different things I do add on what chauffeur, right. For kids. <laughs> Yeah, the list is never, it's never finished, right? No, it's I like, know. here are just the main things that we'll focus <laughs> on. So that's, yeah, you are, you are busy. Um, and, but I can tell by how you talk about all the things you do that, that you love it. And, you know, we, we believe at Gather that God places us in many different areas and they're actually designed to complement one another. Um, but I think sometimes we can be left feeling 
like they're actually competing with one another. They're sort of yeah. vying for our time and energy and resources. And so do you ever feel that way? And how do you manage that? Yeah. You know what? I've definitely gone through seasons where it's like, am I doing too much? Is this not right? But like, I love all the things. Like I just want to do them all, all the time. And so how do you balance your time out? And so I've really worked over the years to try to balance my time, what that looks like with family and all the things that I want to do that are extra. I mean, especially even just crafting or something, right. Or renovating or making a sign. And I tend to say yes. So I really had to take a pause and evaluate before I say yes. And that's a hard thing to learn. Um, my husband is great at helping me with that. Uh, so we've had to work on that together. And sometimes now I've realized that it's a good thing if I bounce an idea off of him first, uh, mm -hmm. before I just go ahead and say, yes, yes, I'll do that. Sure. Why not? <laughs> that's actually great advice. So you and I, I think are, are similar in that. I always say, I say yes first and figure out the how after. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's a great idea to have a person like a trusted friend or advisor or spouse or somebody who can speak in and, and honestly, who you'll receive the feedback from, right. Who yeah. can honestly talk about uh, talk about that, but I do like I've talked before about how I, I used to try and hide the different areas of my life from one another because I somehow felt um, that, you know, if in the marketplace, if they found out I was a mom, that it would, you know, invalidate my marketplace work and things like that. Yeah. Uh, where do you think that this sense of competition that we have comes from? Like, do you think it's culture? You know, I think a lot of women are kind of wrestling with the idea that they have to compartmentalize if they're doing all the things. Yeah, I think that that is just something that's been developed growing up, right? That you kind of have this thing here, this thing there, and you didn't want them to cross over. And I think as a woman, especially, we just don't want to appear like we can't handle it because then if we appear like we can't handle it, then maybe they're not going to ask us to do something in the future. And then therefore we're, we're worthless. Right. Mm. So I think it comes down to that fear that if I show my weakness or if I reveal my hand that I've got all these things in the air, then they're not going to ask me or consider me mm. for this project or, you know, this position or whatever it may be. So I think that we kind of hold our cards close as a protection so that we look like we can have it all together. But I recently, I don't know about you, but I have found a freedom and just letting it out and just being like, no, I am doing these things. And it's not just saying the word busy, but no, I'm doing this here and this here. And yes, I can schedule you, but just recognizing the value of my time. And I think that when people realize all the things that we do, they actually appreciate the honesty, right? I think it's, and I think it's interesting because I don't often say too, like I homeschooled. Mm -hmm. So I'll just throw this story in here really quick. We were meeting with a guy about 412 Canada just to get some direction and where we're going. And uh, he's, you know, talking to Matt, Pastor Matt, whose office I use for my podcast. And so he said to Matt, you know, what your position? And then for me, what's my position and why am I the coordinator? And I was like, I don't know, like I'm a homeschool mom and, you know, domestic engineer. I think I use that term, but he's like, oh my goodness, say no more homeschool mom. That's why you're the project coordinator. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that that was valued. Right. Mm. And so I think I found freedom in now sharing the other parts of my life. Oh, I love that. I love that the idea that 
we, what we think might actually cause us hurdles could actually open up. And because it's almost like we're, I said, it's almost like we're puzzles, right? And yeah. you can't really appreciate it till all the pieces are are there, right? Yeah. I love that story. I'm so glad that you shared it, shared it with us. And I think it's something that I really want to work for myself personally, but also in the women in my lives is to encourage them that, mm-hmm. and if someone can't accept that, if they can't accept that you're carrying those things and they can't accept that, you know, you're never perfect in all the things, but even if, here's the thing, even if we were doing one dedicated thing, if I was, you know, just, if I was working in the marketplace and I wasn't serving in ministry, I still wouldn't be perfect. It's not that I would be more perfect (laughs) if I did less things. It's the imperfection is not correlational to the number of things I do, but we've convinced ourselves of that. And, and I appreciate you, you uh, touching on that. How does seeing yourself then as someone who does all the things rather than defining yourself as maybe one thing, how does that affect how you lead and how you see yourself as a daughter of Christ? Mm, That's a really good question. I think really in this past season, I have been learning how it all ties together and how God has equipped me and uniquely given me all these different skills that do work together. And so finding that my identity in Christ is woven throughout everything that I do has really brought it together for me to see his hand and how he shows me his faithfulness and how he hems me in, how he has brought me to a place where I can lead and the things that I'm learning, maybe for my small group, as I lead that they impact the rest of my life. And so it's really woven all together um, into my identity and just being grounded in who I am in Christ. I love that. And I think that in addition to that, there's also the idea that we're not all the same. You know, there's sort of a poison in, in playing the comparison game of yeah. what is she doing versus what is she doing versus what am I doing? Um, do you ever find yourself looking around or how would you speak into maybe somebody who has that where they're like, I should be doing more or I should be doing less how do you decide, how would you, how do you decide personally, or what would you advise someone to really determine what they can carry? Um, because if it is all gifts from God, if it's all calls from God, there are times where we'll feel strained, where we'll yeah. feel like this is a lot, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Right. So there's times where, but then there are people who are just wired uh, and have the capacity to carry different, a number of things at a different times. And it's not a better or worse Your thoughts on that. Well, I think there have definitely been times where I've looked at other people and I was like, well, why, why not me? Why don't I get to do that at that time? Right. And, and I've had to battle that and wrestle that out with God and just come to the fact that he is sovereign and he's got a plan and he's going to put me in the place at the right time. Like that is huge. And so when you rely on that and who you are in Christ, again, I keep going back to that, like it just frees you up. And so I think that one of the most amazing things about gather is when we did that gather voices, Vanessa made the statement, or maybe it was Kathy, but they worked to create a space where we could champion one another as women. And that is honestly one of the first times that I was in an environment with women where we made that statement and that commitment to champion each other. And so it really changed my perspective. And so over this last year, I've realized because of that, and because of all the work that we did together, we have been able to champion one another. And I don't feel that same like jealousy, like, Ooh, I should be doing that instead. I can celebrate them, right? Like I can celebrate all that they're doing when I hear that somebody else is speaking like that is awesome. And I can genuinely appreciate that and cheer them on. And so that is 
so much more peaceful. So if I can encourage anybody to get to that place, to work through that and realize that we are all working for God in our own way, but we're working together as one body and to champion one another, you just find freedom and peace. And, and that frees you up so that you can focus on what God has given you to do, right? He has equipped you and given you some amazing skills. Oh, I love that. I agree with you. I think that the Gather Voices space was, you know, a space where that's how it was designed and wired to do is let's really cheer one another on and one another on and actually mean it too, right? Like not just yeah. sort of say it because it sounds good, um, <laughs> but actually mean it and celebrate it. And you are right. There is a wrestling. And I think that we should be honest about that. Like, I think yeah. that we should be honest that you know, sometimes I think I have really good ideas about what I should be doing in my life. And it would be great if God would just take those ideas into consideration, right? And when they don't happen, there are times where you're like, but why? Like when yeah. I did all this, these things and I'm doing all this work and why is this not working out for me? And those are real feelings. And so trying to find that, I had this conversation a couple times recently, trying to find that 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 balance between God redirecting and and um you know barriers we need to overcome in our journey is a really tricky one. But yeah. I think wrestling through that, spending time with God, and what you said at the end of the day, accepting God is God and we are not. He <laughs> is sovereign, right? I know, right? <laughs> and so if he says no, you're not doing that thing right now. Yeah. Then you're not doing that thing right now. And there's a good reason for it. And the, I think the more we release that to him and the more we realize it's about him and not about us, the easier it is for us mm -hmm. to celebrate our sisters and to cheer them on and to champion. And, and, you know, the world is a better place and the church is a better place, right? If we, oh my goodness. if we right? see each other rise together, yes. right? Yeah. So I, I mean, that would be, I think our, our heart, I know yours too, is that we could just get to a place where we were just eagerly desiring to see the kingdom glorified and it doesn't have to have anything to do with us. It just right. needs to be happening. Right. Yeah. And, and if we get called into it, then what a privilege that, <laughs> that we get to step into that space. Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about 412 and what the 412 ministry is? We'd love to hear it. And I know you talk a lot to a lot of volunteers. And so there might be a little perspective in there of them trying to determine how they give their time you know, doing all the things. And that's one of the ministries you do. So maybe just tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. So 412 Canada was designed and it's based on Ephesians 4 verse 12. And we are equipping the church for greater influence through serving. And as much as I am honestly talking to volunteers and I love sitting down to talk to volunteers, I find I'm talking a lot to senior leaders and how to talk to volunteers. It's kind of an interesting thing. But you know, when you are serving, one of the things that I just had a talk yesterday at a conference about is the fact that we need to commit, right? You need to take wherever you're volunteering seriously and take the time to pour into it and make sure that if you're a volunteer, that you understand what is the vision? What is the purpose of that ministry? Who are you trying to reach? So if you are on greeting, it's not just about showing up. It's about being the hands of feeding Jesus and showing compassion on those people that are coming in, right? If you are a youth group leader, you know, it's not just about putting in time one day a week. It's probably more about connecting with those kids and building a relationship in a safe place so that those youth can come and ask you those hard questions, right? Because they're probably not going to go to their parents with mm -hmm. those questions. Right. So you are a unique place that they can do that. 
And so I think as a volunteer, if you're not hundred percent sure what the vision or the mission is of your church or where you're volunteering, take the time to have a conversation with your leader, the person who's running that ministry and kind of find out what is their goal. And, you know, maybe what is your role, find out your expectations or what they expect of you. Maybe you guys are on different pages. So it's worthwhile to have a conversation. And one of the biggest things in doing ministries is about relationships right? It is huge. We are constantly working on relationships. So I would encourage you take some time to have some conversations with people and just find out, you know, your strengths. Maybe you aren't even in the right place and that's okay. That's great that you've been serving, but maybe now's the time to take a moment with your leadership and discover where your skills could be best used. So with 412, I have the honor of working with different volunteers and equipping them. I've done some training events. We did the conference, which was fantastic, but our live to tape is so much fun because I get to have these practical conversations. And that's really what I love is doing practical things that people can take and then they can use right away. So all of our things, you can see them on YouTube or you can listen on in any podcast app that you have, mm-hmm. but you can listen to those conversations and apply them right away. And whether you serve in production or worship or youth or small groups, whatever it is, we try to have some type of training for you. So we are launching our season four uh, coming out soon. It's just a little bit delayed and coming out. I thought it would be, you know, much earlier in the season, but that's okay. It's all in God's timing and it's going to be fantastic. I had some great conversations and there's definitely one episode. If you do production, we did a hands-on one, like the camera was in, it's like, how do you lay out the lines and how do you work the soundboard and what's that look like? But also what's the heart and the hand behind that? How do you prepare as a person who serves on production? Because it's not just showing up and putting in time, right? It's your heart. Where's your heart at? Where are your hands at? And know that you're part of the team just as much as the person that's singing on stage. And so for me, nothing breaks my heart more than hearing of somebody who says, well, the church doesn't need me to serve because that's just not true. We need everybody's skills. And I love to get that message out there that you are valued and we need your skills in the church and in the body of Christ. Well, in this season of the podcast, I know so much has changed for me in my personal life and in the life of our ministry here at Gather. And so many things have really been transformed before our very eyes. You know, the word transformation can feel like a bit of a buzzword these days. What does transformation look like? One place transformation is so evident is in the stories of former Compassion sponsored children graduates or alumni of the Compassion Program who now, as adults, are telling their stories of how sponsorship impacted them. Ria, originally from the Philippines, has this impactful line, knowing someone cares for you, it changes you. Knowing someone cares for you, it changes you. Ria's story powerfully highlights how being sponsored built Christ-like confidence in her that empowered her to take hold of a future free from poverty. And today she's a passionate advocate for kids and sponsors a child of her own from the same community where she grew up. Martin, who grew up in Uganda, shares that compassion planted the seed of servant leadership in him. Today, 
that's blossoming as he works in the community and social development sector in Northern Alberta. And when asked how sponsorship impacted him, Martin states, I always knew someone had my back. Child sponsorship transforms lives. And you can find Martin and Ria's full stories and learn more about child sponsorship at compassion.ca slash if dash only. I encourage you to go there, read these stories. I know that as a compassion sponsor myself with several children, I can attest to the transformation that I see in their lives. And as well, I'm transformed because I know I'm investing in something that will have eternal impact. Join us on this journey to transformation. Become a child sponsor at compassion.ca slash if dash only. I love that. I love that. You want to see all the people doing all the things. I know. It's true. But I love what you said that you're not just putting time in. And you talked about finding like the purpose and the reason behind. And I would say that in terms of our bigger conversation, maybe that's part of our journey as women when we're trying to determine what are all my things? What am I going to do? How, where, when am I being actually called out of this? Right now, I'm in a season, you said earlier, I love all the things I do. I feel like it's a lot. And I keep asking God, like, what do you want me to give up? Yeah. And I keep not getting an answer. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I'm right? just going to keep doing it all then. And that's right. so until he tells me otherwise. But, you know, but how do you know there's people who struggle? And I wonder if some of it is that we need to not just be putting our time in and we need to be really looking at what is the what is the meaning behind this? Why am I doing this? Why am I serving? How can I do this? What is the kingdom purpose here? And I think the more women I talk to, the more they want all the things they do to matter. It's not so much that, you know, it's not so much what they're doing as that it means something and it has kingdom purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I think you were really great when you were saying that. I think we can get in a season where we're just putting time in, right? Exactly. Where we're just going and doing this and going and doing this. And maybe I hope they listen. I hope you guys listen to Kim's <laughs> words about don't do that. Like, don't let that complacency settle in and remind yourself and maybe there's clarity in there maybe you'll have something where you're like yeah the reason I originally started doing this doesn't exist anymore maybe this is something for me to let go in this season and that's okay um so I love all of that I'm very excited about um your your upcoming podcast season and that and I would just say and I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit because I didn't prepare you for this but you said you love things that are really practical and you love when people have like a practical so could you someone who's listening this, a woman who's listening to this who's maybe feeling called to something new or called to maybe let go of something what is maybe a practical step you could suggest something that you could say why don't you start here you know yeah. why don't you start here in your journey of trying to figure out what are all the things that God's called me to do yeah, I think the first practical step I would suggest is to have a cup of coffee with somebody that you trust, right? Mm -hmm. So that you can bounce some ideas off because sometimes an idea that you have is something that God wants you to do, right? That you need to pursue. And so for me, I love coffee. And so sometimes, and I need to process, right? I need to process out loud. And so I actually found that I need to schedule a coffee with certain women in my life 
who I respect, who know me well, who know all the things that I'm carrying and sit down and say, Hey, so I sat down with one at coffee. I'm like, I'm thinking of starting a business. And, uh, and running some ideas by her and just to get some feedback because maybe I'm out to lunch and this is a bad idea. Right. But in having coffee with her and a few other specific people in my life gave me direction and clarity as to, yes, that is the next right step. And I know for a fact that if it was not all of those women would have said, whoa, Kim, no, you need to stop right there. Right. (laughs) And so I think it is so important to reach out to your friends and talk to them about what you're thinking about, right? And take it to, if you have a small group and pray on it. So that would be my first, like pray on it and have a coffee and chat about it are two of the most practical steps that you can take to move forward and kind of decide where you're going. Um, And then I just want to throw this out there because there might be a woman who's at home with kids and thinking, Oh my goodness, (laughs) what am I doing? That's important. Here I am with these little kids all day long. My house is a disaster. And I just want to, I want you to hear my heart for a second. I was there and I struggled. What in the world is the value of me being home with the kids? But let me tell you, that is a unique time for you to equip the next generation to serve God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you have been giving an honor to do that. It is such an amazing blessing and opportunity if you are privileged enough to be able to stay home. And there are working moms that aren't, and they have short time with their kids, and that's okay too. But know that if you are at home with your kids and it feels like you're not doing anything else, that is still huge. And so find comfort in that, find peace in that so that you don't miss those moments and you don't miss the opportunity that God has given you because during that time, he's equipping you for the future. He already knows where you're going to be in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. And it might be out speaking on a platform. So Mm -hmm. take it seriously now. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And I was there too, right? I have four now. And I will say, I'm seeing, starting to see the other side of that. And I'm starting to see the other side of having to kind of be in every moment with them. And there is like a grief and a mourning and losing that. But it's interesting you say that because one of the things I think we do really really terribly is if you all make, if everyone listening makes your list of all the things you do, I bet you grocery shopping is not on there. Right. I bet you dusting isn't. I bet you all the things, whatever, Driving your, the kids around, whatever right? your roles and tasks are, um, you know, making lunches in the morning. If you have children going to school, if you're a student, um, you know, studying late at night, I bet you none of that makes your list somehow. And yet those are important, invaluable things. Do not, do not, not give value to the everyday things of life because God called us to those two. He called us to the, he called us to all those tasks too. And he can use those as much as he can use a speak from a platform. He can use a conversation with a neighbor picking up your recycling bin as much as he can use a speak from a platform. So that was, I'm so glad you said that because that is so important that we don't just value sort of things that have titles and descriptions, right? That we understand that every moment from the time we wake up until the time we go to bed, every time we use our voice is an opportunity uh, to bring glory to the kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure having you with us today, Kim. Um, It feels like we're in the same room, even though we're not. And when you said (laughs) that you have to have coffee, I'm like, I think we need to have coffee again. Um, Absolutely. Chat. 
uh, and cheer one another on because that's what we're, we're called to do. But I yeah. thank you for being with us today and I wish you all the best in all your future endeavors. Oh, thank you so much, Rebecca. I'm so glad that I could be on. And I just hope that the conversation was encouraging for anyone who's listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gather Influence podcast and leaning into the stories of ordinary yet extraordinary women doing all the things as they live and lead with kingdom purpose across our nation. We are deeply grateful to our season seven sponsorship partner, Compassion Canada, and encourage you to not miss the opportunity to reach out and sponsor a child and release a child from poverty in Jesus' name. You can find out more by checking out compassion.ca slash if dash only. And keep tracking with us on social at Gather Women on our website at gatherwomen.com where you will find all the show notes for this season, our exciting programs to connect, equip, and mobilize women across Canada and to register for Gather Rise Genesis taking place February 4th, 2023 in Calgary, Alberta. This week, we trust you will rise in purpose and influence your world. We're here to serve you and believe in you. Until next time, God bless.